Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, sorry last week's episode was a little late. I had totally edited it and just forgot to upload <laughs> and and publish it. So we had recorded at our normal time, so hopefully uh, that doesn't happen this time. Yeah, well, this week we actually have a movie that's like hot off the presses. So Yeah, this, um, this little film that came out. Yeah, uh, we have a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Avatar The Way of Water. 13 years after the first movie. Incredible that it ever came out. <laughs> I looked it up uh, just because I wasn't sure, and but it it was initially going to come out in 2014. Wow. That was the initial release date. It is, and it is now eight years later. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, never say never, as Justin Bieber says, the wise yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. That wise Canadian gentleman, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Holden, let's dive in. That one movie podcast. Tom. <laughs> But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy... Let's get to it. Gee whiz, was there another Comic-Con or something this week? I felt like we got a lot of trailers this week, too. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Well, so the first one that I think came out uh, was uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We got a new full-length trailer for uh, for it. It also played before Avatar. So I'm I'm guessing that's why a lot of these came out, was so that they can play before Mm, Avatar. Makes sense. Um, But... Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, obviously it's a sequel to uh, Into the Spider-Verse from 2018, which we both really liked. Um, yeah, what would you think of this trailer, Jimmy? Um, well, most of it's just the first movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a fine trailer. There's a lot, of, a lot of Spider-Man. I don't really know what's happening. It's a little adventure with Spider-Gwen, and that seems great. So, broke off for me. I don't really need to see anything else before I see this movie because I'm already going to see it. And a lot of yeah, people I think, really like the first one. I think that's part of the strength of this trailer is it, I mean, it doesn't really give anything away. It shows us the Spider-Man, but as you said, a lot of it is like just old footage. But I mean, it kind of worked. It, it was like, it was very nostalgic, even though the movie is only a few years old. I was like, oh yeah, this, this first movie is pretty good, believe it or not. <laughs> it looks incredible and the music even i like i think the music is pretty an uh, underrated aspect of that movie so hearing some of the music from that movie was was great but yeah i i'm very excited for this jimmy glad we're getting in in june i think june I think was this june. supposed to come out now yeah it's supposed to come out october of this year yeah. initially and i think i think the second part which is beyond the spider verse i think was supposed to come out in like maybe when this one's coming out because I think they were made side by side and they were going to release within a year of each other. Yeah. So, Like a good old Matrix res- re- Reloaded and Revolution. 
Resur- yeah, not Resurrections. Revolutions. Yeah, that one came out a lot later, Holden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they all uh, start with R? Uh, yeah, it's just confusing. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, um, uh, Brokaw for me too. I thought it it was a fine trailer, but I, did, I don't really need a good trailer for this movie. Just show the movie. Exactly. Um, and then we can get on to Barbie. Uh, this is one that we that debuted at Avatar, and it started. And Jimmy and I thought it was an, a Megan trailer because <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it's it was like it had a voiceover about dolls and everything, and talking about you know, you know from the beginning of time, people or girls played with baby dolls or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a bait and switch for a Megan trailer, which would have been cute. That would have been like, I mean, creative in and of itself for that, but it's still creative for this movie. Um, and it turns out it was Barbie. Uh, what'd you think of this trailer, Jimmy? Well, first off, hold on. It's M3gan. Yeah, M3gan. My bad. My um, bad. <laughs> great trailer. I mean, obviously, this is a movie kind of made. It's <laughs> it's an elevated to use the buzzword that you know a lot of content creators like to use elevated Barbie movie. It's kind of making. <laughs> I feel like it's almost movie. Yeah, it's like I almost feel like it's making fun of elevated movies, in, mm-hmm. you know, in of itself. So then it's going for like the most pretentious movie of all time, 2001: A Space Odyssey, <laughs> and parodying that is just perfect. It's just a great teaser that well, doesn't give anything away. Mm-hmm. Other than like the tone, and I'm all for it. I'm already excited. Uh, broke off for me. Great trailer. Yeah, and I I watched a side by side. I still have never seen 2001, but I am You've familiar. Never seen 2001? No, but I am familiar with like that sequence from that movie. Like, oh, you I'm mean se- like the first 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like uh, I I kind of watched a side by side on on YouTube, and I oh, was it's, like, well, they nailed it. Yeah, they recreated it like perfectly, uh, just in, ter- in pacing and just the like the shots and everything. It's it's great. Smashing the babies, yeah, <laughs> dolls, and then throwing it up. I mean, it was flawless recreation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the bits that we see at the end, it's just little flashes. You get Ryan Gosling and Simu Liu and all these other people that are going to be in it. But uh, it looks like it's going to be like a musical or something. It, it, all these people look like they're in like dance numbers and stuff so i wonder if it is going to be a musical if so that's exciting um but best, it, best picture winner barbie yeah um i mean greta gerwig i mean it looks like she and Noah bomback are having a lot of fun making this so i am very excited this is this is going up there in my most anticipated of the year which is oh, so absolutely. strange and it's I, I wanted to mention this. It's it's such a far cry from the original Barbie movie that was supposed to be made. I think Amy Schumer was going to star in it, and it was just going to be like a generic rom-com. <laughs> like, because this movie, I remember, has been in like the works for a long time, and I think that was the original plan, but now that they, they've switched it up and they're getting more creative, I think it's all for the better. Yeah, I, absolutely. I Definitely legendary trailer. Definitely mm-hmm. broke up for me. And I'm like you said, it just keeps going up my most anticipated movie list for next year, which is an episode we'll probably do pretty soon. Yeah, in like a few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Sweet. Um, but then the other one that debuted at the movies or at Avatar was Oppenheimer, which they still have not released online. So I'm purely going off of memory. Here. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't release the first one for a while, right? That's true. Yeah. Have uh, they even released the first one? Yes, they they have. I because okay. I was looking up Oppenheimer trailers. Like, okay, Universal has released this, um, but yeah, uh, they. So I do. Do you remember what happens in this trailer, Jimmy? It just is like we predicted. Very sad. Same. Like everybody's sad and serious, and they're mm-hmm. like the bomb. Should we have made the bomb? Mm-hmm. And part of it's gonna be like in black and white. It's going to be a lot of whispering conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks very good, honestly. I, I do think it looks like a very good drama. Um, a lot of that like interstellar-esque kind of cerebral, like um, abstract kind of filled frame full of explosion, whereas that mm-hmm. was like just galaxies and stars and whatnot in interstellar. Um, I think it's a gorgeous looking movie and it is going to be a lot of whispering and people being <laughs> serious, but I think it'll I be can't good. Wait for it. I can't wait for it to be like three hours long too. <laughs> Something <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks incredible. Uh, I think the black and white is just really, it just adds to it and, um, uh, Killian Murphy looks great. We don't really, even though the cast is stacked, you don't see much of any of them in this trailer. Um, which I mean, kudos to Christopher Nolan that he's so confident in this movie on its own merits, aside from the <coughs> cast, I guess. Um, but we did, we saw Jack Quaid a couple of times. That was the only one that r- really noticed. Oh, I didn't even notice him. Oh, really? Yeah, Jack Quaid was in it. We didn't see any of like Robert Downey Jr. or Florence Pugh or Emily Blunt, any of those people that are going to be in it. So <laughs> I was thinking it's like the trailer and it's going and it cuts the shot for ter- from Terminator 2 where Sarah Connor gets like blown up. Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking that. <laughs> um, that like is scarring, that scene from Terminator 2. Really effective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like Dwight D. Eisenhower would have used that as like a political ad back in the fifties. Uh, but no, I think this the the trailer looks good. I, I I thought it you know it'd be great you know if they released it online. Yeah, <laughs> to rewatch so I could remember. But it it looks beautiful. Uh, like you said, I forgot that it was a stacked cast because we were like, man, if Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer come out in the same day or whatever like who's gonna go to which red carpet or whatever <laughs> yeah. we're talking about um so yeah i i think it looks good would i rather have christopher nolan make like a fun action movie yes but also tenet was all right so <laughs> who knows yeah <laughs> i can't wait for this to come out and people be like was well, this gonna be the movie where christopher nolan gets the oscar probably not probably not um because that the oscar is gonna go to barbie so (laughs) yeah sorry sorry um yeah it's it is coming out the same day as barbie i'm honestly probably more excited for that movie but i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm interested in this i think just like having those trailers side by side i'm like i would much rather go see a fun like musical romp with like ryan gosling margot robbie 
than well, yeah. this this somber I'm... Christopher Nolan long <laughs> drama movie about Oppenheimer <laughs> <laughs> about a just a notably sad <laughs> man with a lot of regrets <laughs> exactly but don't get me wrong i i am still excited for it though i think the trailer was was good and everything so i'll give it a broca well it's like you don't go to someone's house and be like hey everybody should we all watch schindler's list <laughs> like, yeah that's true i mean like <laughs> it's kind of a one and done i think unless you're like oh yes the cinephile i really love the way christopher nolan used an actual atomic bomb to do this scene <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Nolan determines it's cheaper to use an atomic bomb than you do CGI or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was the big thing with Tenet. I would use the actual plane because it was cheaper than doing mm-hmm. it all in CGI or whatever, you know. But uh, who knows? I think it looks solid. Broca. Yep. Broca for me as well. Um, Let's talk about the most exciting movie here. (laughs) 65. Yeah, heck Um, yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah, just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, It's being written and directed by the the guys who wrote A Quiet Place. Um, And they they directed a few other movies. I wasn't really familiar with any of them. But um, yeah, it's (laughs) Adam Driver. Uh, stars in it and it starts out and he's like in a ship and he's he's flying through space and he's got people in cryo sleep he's he's like delivering them or transporting them somewhere and um then they crash land on earth 65 million years ago apparently and there's dinosaurs so it's uh adam driver versus dinosaurs with uh when he has laser guns but probably very limited laser guns he can't just use a bunch it, to wipe the out. Ammo all the goes away as he shoots it. Mm-hmm. Excellent touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie looks really fun. <laughs> I can hold and talk about something that's just. I'm going to find a way to put it on my top ten anticipated for next year <laughs> movie list. I cannot. I cannot believe this movie's happening. It just. It's so. It looks really dumb. Um, but like in a that's very good thing. way. Yeah, this is yeah. the Jurassic Park sequel we've always wanted. <laughs> I'm glad they it's, just were like, it's Earth. It's prehistoric Earth mm-hmm. in the trailer. Because I'm like, this is clearly just prehistoric Earth. Yeah, yeah. They, it's not. It's good that it wasn't like a twist or anything. But I am curious like what that means for like our, our main characters. Like where they've come from and whatever. If we'll get any sort of explanation of that. But... Regardless, shooting dinosaurs with laser guns um, just seems very fun. Adam Driver, of course, is always great. Um, I feel like he'll he'll his performance will probably be way too good for this movie, <laughs> but that's just <laughs> that's he's, the he's great a pro. part. Yeah, he's, he's a gonna pro. be like, we need to get the dinosaurs. <laughs> they cannot kill us. He's got to protect a kid. a kid. Apparently, the kid is also in the Barbie movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Big the, year for the, the kid actress. from the 65 trailer. Yeah. And also in Boss Baby 2, the family business, Holden. Oh. So really already quite the uh, career for Ariana Greenblatt. <laughs> um, but uh, Holden, when I even saw just that, the I just saw 65 trailer, you know, my YouTube recommended. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, I hope this is about dinosaurs. <laughs> and, it had, you know, Adam Driver was in the, the thumbnail, so when it was when they showed that t-rex in the rain at night you know i mean really 
who's not a sucker for T-Rexes in the rain at night? When is this coming out? March, March. something. Okay. Yeah, it... March it's 10th. Okay, March 10th. Well, the real answer is not soon enough. <laughs> I can't. I am... Uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for it, Jimmy. I'm glad you, you recommended it. Because I saw it had, like, come out. But I was like, that's... I've never heard of this movie. I mean, it does have Adam Driver, but it wasn't immediately jumping out at me. Uh, but then at Avatar, you were like, have you seen this trailer? Have you seen <laughs> Kylo Ren versus Dinosaurs trailer yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, I'm glad I did. But yeah, Brokaw. All these Absolutely. trailers are Brokaws. I, Brokaw for me. Uh, I hope this movie just goes off the rails too. Yeah. <laughs> I almost kind of hope this movie is bad. I think that could be very entertaining, especially if you have uh, Adam Driver just giving a, a hell of a performance. Um, um I the dinosaurs look great too from yeah. just the trailer. Yeah, the CG was awesome. I wonder what the budget on this was because, considering the fact it is, it's like an original concept, no franchise or anything, as far as I know. Um, but anyway, uh, the other thing that came out this week, I don't. Did you watch the screen? Yeah, six I thing? did. Okay. I did. Um, how do we write this scream scream yeah it's it's weird um i mean i like how this is scream six by the way yeah no wait there's a scream six yeah scream six because the last one was scream parentheses 2022 right that was this year yeah yeah that was this year but i mean it was it wasn't five cream like people thought it would be um (laughs) five five (laughs) missed opportunity for five cream (laughs) But yeah, this is uh, Scream 6, and the 6 is in Roman numerals, and it's part of the M, or no, yeah, it's just like three-fourths of the M, (laughs) is the 6. Yeah, I mean, we got the cast from this latest movie, uh, The Survivors at least, um, from what I understand. I mean, it looks like they're in New York City, I think they... They're definitely in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's where the whole movie is taking place. um, Great cool it's like yeah. predators right yeah Isn't predators that was in this yeah predators was in the city or one some city i don't know what city it was but um yeah no i think i mean i love scream um hopefully this finds a good thing to satirize um i mean i think there's i mean on its own there's a subsection of horror that you can make fun of where they just go to a random city for no reason so i think you can make fun of that but i'm sure they have another angle as well so excited to see what they make fun of i hope it's like home alone lost in new york where they just set a bunch of traps and scarface <laughs> gets a or ghost face excuse ghost me not face. Scarface. scarface say hello to my little friend <laughs> uh ghost face just gets like electrocuted and burned alive <laughs> but yeah everybody's ghost face it's like the end of john wick 2 where yeah. everybody in new york's just trying to kill him what it, i mean i know that scream is like a like a horror pair or horror satire series but what if it does make fun of john wick that'd be pretty great i would be all for it yeah i would <laughs> like to see al pacino come back for to be scarface as well yeah yeah that would be great (laughs) but Um, yeah no you got the the returning cast members who survived the scream parentheses 2022 five cream five cream um you know it's nice to see them just cranking out horror movies every year holden Mm -hmm. we went through some time where they weren't doing that and (laughs) you know these dark days those 2010s back to the good old day of the the early aughts yeah where you just pump out these movies 
I mean, hey, if they're if they if these movies are good and if Saw movies start doing yearly and those continue to be hilariously bad, I am I'm <laughs> fine with those. Uh, I'm fine with each of these franchises maybe getting yearly installments. Yes. Any word on that new Saw movie? Is that coming it's, out? It's coming out October, so I think we got a while before we'll get a trailer. I'm sure. So that's going to be my most anticipated. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh yeah man spiral those were the days those were the days um yeah i'll give scream six it's short but i'll give it a brokaw sure uh yeah why not i'm excited i forgot they're making another one this soon so that's also march right yep that's in march man between 65 and scream (laughs) six it is stacked already fantastic all right enough with the trailers enough with them i say we have a a lot of developments with dc um this week and holy crap (laughs) jesus this is uh (laughs) quite a time for this uh, for this poor franchise um for i'll start out i'll just read james gunn's like little twitter thread that he posted um this was on the 14th so four days ago from as of recording uh but he starts out he says uh peter and i have a dc slate ready to go which we couldn't be over more over the moon about we'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning of the new year Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But we've just had a great meeting with Henry, and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. Um, And then he goes, the rest of this thread is kind of responding uh, to various tweets. Uh, He talks about how it, it... Looks like he's writing the upcoming Superman movie, uh, but there's no word on who's directing. Um, It's not going to be an origin movie. Um, And apparently he wants Ben Affleck to direct a movie for the upcoming DC slate. So there you go. um, Obviously, I mean, the first bit, he has a slate that he's ready to announce next year. Cool. I'm I'm interested to see what plan they have. Um, I'm glad that we have an actual plan now uh, from that angle. So uh, from that aspect, at least, I think that's just a net positive. Probably. Well, you're just saying that because you're a Marvel shill. Yeah, the- of course. Yeah. Now that we have James Gunn, our Marvel spy in, uh, in DC higher up, uh, he's going to purposely sabotage this. Yeah. Um, but um, the the big thing is Henry Cavill not coming back as Superman, which we did talk about last week, but which, now we have official confirmation. <laughs> well, literally like one month <laughs> after he came back. Um, look, poor guy. Poor Henry Cavill. He's not the Witcher anymore. He's not Superman, but now he's doing Warhammer or something. Yeah, he's he's making a Warhammer series, I think, for Amazon. I think he's producing it and starring in it, which Warhammer, I, like, I consider myself a nerd, but Warhammer is like a complete blind spot for me. I like know nothing about it. It's a tabletop game that's sci-fi related, but and I know there's like a deep lore to it, but yeah, I... I feel like it's sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons, but if you're listening and think I'm wrong, then I apologize. I just, mm-hmm. I'm just ignorant. I claim ignorance here. Ignorant. <laughs> That's ignorant, Holden. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I was gonna say, well, I don't feel bad. Henry Cavill's out as Superman. 
He's out as the Witcher. But fortunately, he's a super huge nerd. So I found some (laughs) other nerdy franchise to do. Uh, So that's good for him. There was I I was seeing things this week that apparently the the Witcher thing is like not it wasn't just because he left to be Superman. He like well he also just didn't like the way the showrunners were making the show. Correct? Yeah, he he wanted to be more faithful to the books. Yeah, and less Um, bad. And there was, <laughs> and there was a um uh an interview this week. I don't remember who it was. Someone on the Witcher team, but they literally said that some of the writers just don't like the Witcher. Why do they keep getting these people that just don't like the properties to write on the properties? <laughs> it's that they did the same thing with the Halo series, and that was a train wreck. It's so weird. Know, like pe- people who openly admit like. To not like because the Hollywood's material. all nepotism, Holden. It's all just a bunch <laughs> I, of yeah, nepotism. <laughs> That's why all, our children will all be famous podcasters. Yes, of course. The children will we'll get. We'll never have. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> get them. Uh, we'll get them prime spots in the podcast community. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. I don't know thoughts on Henry Cavill. I think oh Look, I might go. I don't. I'm I'm on team Henry Cavill's not a good actor, but mm-hmm. also team Henry Cavill seems like a decent guy. So Bergeron for me. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I mean, I ultimately think it's wiping the slate clean and just starting with a bunch of new actors is probably the best thing you can do um, to make it so people are less confused and uh, and everything, but. Yeah, it is a shame for for the actors that are clearly really into it that they're just not going to be able to do it anymore. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to see Henry Cavill again as Superman. And then I remembered, I still haven't even watched Man of Steel. Do I really (laughs) care that much? (laughs) Did you see Batman v Superman? Oh, yeah. I thought that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) When did you watch it? Did you watch it? I saw it it in theaters when it came out. I was like, I thought that fun. (laughs) <laughs> god i do not like that movie that movie is so boring uh, the snyder cut i was like i had a pretty good time you I, know, the snyder cut is the best out of all those in my opinion i you, like that i agree it is see fun. here's the thing olden i had such a low bar and i have no <laughs> care about the character lex Luthor at all so jesse eisenberger going oh ah, well like oh, well, society oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i was like what well, you know he's going for it <laughs> he he did swing for the fun. That wasn't why. I, did. I I just think that movie is so long and so little of it is interesting. <laughs> like, uh, you know, if you can't appreciate them revealing the Justice League through an email, I don't know what you can appreciate. Yeah, quick Holden. time player or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, rough. Um, look, the real uh, loser here is Dwayne Johnson <laughs> because Black Adam is dead, and he. Is trying to he basically tried to single handedly create the Black Adam universe, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, no, <laughs> and he's still trying, and they're just, no, you're done. Yeah, he seems. It seems like he's he's not he's not being a good sport about the whole thing. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't gone out and like yelled at James Gunn on Twitter or anything, but he's he's going kicking and screaming with Black Adam's failure. <laughs> like, He's kind of revealing his uh, true character a little bit, I think. Yeah. I've lost quite a bit of respect for for The Rock lately. I have too. Yeah. Oof. Sorry um, about this. <laughs> Sorry about that, bud. Dwayne. <laughs> 
faithful listener, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> uh, you don't. You will, I will no longer vote for you to be the president. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, uh, so I'll give. Yeah, I guess I already give Henry Kevel Bergeron whatever. But the next bit also has to do with DC. Um, Patty Jenkins uh, came out and talked. She made a long statement on uh, Instagram about why she's not coming back and i'm not going to read that whole thing because it is very it's like several paragraphs long um but it sounds like it was uh it she did it wasn't like she walked away from it completely uh it was more so like higher ups were kind of wanting to um i think i think it was it was more mutual than it was just her storming out of the office or anything like she was wanting to continue and they didn't really want to and so uh but i don't know um it's kind of sounding like wonder woman 3 is just not happening at all yeah in uh, any capacity yeah which i just fine i guess i hope gal gadot comes back because i think she works as wonder woman yeah so but uh yeah no wonder woman 84 was awful (laughs) That yeah. is a really bad movie. Um, Wonder Woman, the original, saw it once, and I liked it and had yeah. its moments. So those but are the, the big, only two Patty Jenkins movies I've seen. The big part of the news, though, is that she is back working on Rogue Squadron, Jimmy. <laughs> that will not come out. Yeah. It's never happening. They did Top Gun Maverick. It's You can't do it anymore. You no. Know. <laughs> Like they did it. They already made the best fighter <laughs> pilot movie ever. Yeah. Um so. I I grabbed a list of everyone who is currently working on a Star Wars movie because I oh, was interested. Um, well, I saw that Ryan Johnson came out and said, you know what? If I never was able to make another Star Wars movie, I'd be okay, but I'd be sad. Yeah, I, I saw that too. <laughs> Um, so these are all, all the people that have said they're making a Star Wars movie, and some of them could inter- intersect. We don't know, but uh, we have Patty Jenkins, Damon Lindelof, Kevin Feige, which I forgot Kevin Feige is making one, <laughs> Ryan Johnson, Sean Levy, and Taika Waititi. Yep. So uh, the D&D one, it's not happening. <laughs> that's like the only one that's confirmed not happening. Yeah. Yikes. So, We'll see. We'll see which one will come out first, if any of them. Maybe none of them will happen. I honestly think out of any of them, I feel like the Kevin Feige one has the best shot, <laughs> which is the one <laughs> I forgot about. But, that, I mean, he's he's ingrained at Disney, like, and he clearly has a method to his madness with Marvel, so I wouldn't be surprised if Lucasfilm was like, hey, get over here, do something. Hey, get over here. What's the <laughs> least likely one to come out? Um, I mean, I think Ryan Johnson. I'm going with either that or Damon Lindelof. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? You know, see, Damon Lindelof's apt to make something really bad before then. And then the Lucasfilm's like, oh, you just made a bad thing. So we're canceling your (laughs) Star Wars project maneuver. I gosh, I really don't think Rogue Squadron is going to happen. I know they have a logo, but. See, I, I, I guess I'm kind of going from the, the perspective of what have we gotten the least amount of updates on. And I feel like since we just heard about Rogue Squadron, I think the Sean Levy one was like the most recently announced one. And Taika Waititi has talked about it within the last year. I don't know. I feel I'm just I'm thinking Ryan Johnson or Damon <laughs> Lindelof. <laughs> most of those are not coming out. Right? Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> Look, I still just want my Christopher Nolan directed Ace Ventura 3 movie. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Ace Ventura 3. I remember when they announced that was happening the yeah, week after right. we did Na- When Nature Calls for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the old DC switcheroo. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, yeah. Um, look, I, what, Wonder Woman This movie's not happening. Yeah. I'll give it a Bombadil as well. Rogue Squadron's coming out after Wonder Woman 3 comes out, which is never yep exactly look i'd love to be wrong i would love to eat my words and watch an amazing rogue squadron movie Mm -hmm. i'm highly skeptical yeah we'll see uh whatever star wars all i really care about is andor right now so just keep that one let's do that right next year that's all i care about uh, then the final piece of the DC news I have, uh, this ties into both the other bits, is that uh, apparently Superman and Wonder Woman both had cameos set for The Flash, and they are going to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, I talked about man. last week, I think it, they had, or I think it was revealed that the cameos had been filmed in like October, so like well after the movie was like mostly filmed. So <laughs> they just did this, and now they're like scrapping it. They could just cut the whole movie at this point. Yeah, who cares? Like, we say it every time the Flash comes up, but no one cares at this point. It's it's not going to do well. No. It's going to flop. No one cares about it. No one likes Ezra Miller. If it's not, especially if, like, by that point, James Gunn by that point is going to have announced his new slate of movies. So at least the the nerds and the the f- wider film community are probably going to know like that the flash is going to have nothing to do with it is michael keaton going to be in it anymore i think so i think that this would is be the only... only reason people go to see that movie yeah so he's probably going to be used heavily in the marketing who knows how much he'll actually be in the movie though so i don't know Golly, <laughs> that i not looking forward to that one holden i know what might be going at number one for my least anticipated for next year (laughs) and it's not 65 that's for sure no it's definitely not on the other list (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah um super random wonder woman cameos uh bergeron whatever bombadil all right there we go um other news though jimmy forget dc let's talk about the god of war tv series because we got official confirmation it is going forward at amazon and we talked about there were rumors of it happening a few months ago okay i was Um, like i was like this is one of those things i'm like i thought this already happened yeah no (laughs) i guess it's just extra confirmed now it might have been it was either a strong rumor or maybe like they were making a pilot for it or something i don't remember but um or maybe there's a script treatment. I don't know. But, yeah, TV series officially happening. Um, uh, Rafe Judkins, apparently, is going to be showrunner, and he was the creator of the Wheel of Time series, which I've heard is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard is bad. Okay. Yeah, it might it probably... Bad. Oh, okay. It might depend on... Maybe, like, fans really don't like it. I thought it was... I thought, like, general audience was just, like, mid on it. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Regardless, well, good thing not- nobody likes God of War. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is though being written by Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby, who were writers on Children of Men and Iron Man, the first Iron Man, apparently. So, that's, we'll see. That's more I I'm skeptical about this too. Um, yeah, 
I'm actually going to be a Bergeron. I think I will be too. Cause I, yeah, the, the Rafe Judkins, that's, that's iffy. This could go this. I I'm, I'm getting like uncharted flashbacks <laughs> for this. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Boy, I would probably, I would honestly have more faith with it. If it was, do, it was happening at HBO. Can't wait for Dave Bautista to play Kratos. He'd be good. I think that'd Come be a good cast. Oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh God! No, let's not hey, do that. Come one. here, boy. <laughs> There's a lot of he pressure. Just, being he's a like guy. stand. Oh, I, uh, also, it is going to be like the Norse era. I think they're skipping all of the Greek stuff. Great, uh, which is interesting. I'm, I'm sure there will be extensive Greek stuff in flashbacks, but that's the central stuff is going to be like the 2018 era God of War. Sounds good. Oh no, I murdered my wife and child. Oh, oh no. Um, yeah, Bergeron. Um, okay, Jimmy, pr- maybe the funniest piece of news to come out this week. I don't know if you, you probably didn't even hear about this, but um, we have another obscure Sony Marvel movie being made. <laughs> I think which I is, did see this. Okay, uh, so forget El Muerto. Uh, we're getting an, a hypno-hustler movie. <laughs> um, I've never heard of this character. I mean, I had never heard of El Muerto either. I've never heard of this character. Um, apparently, the character in the comics is the lead singer of the Mercy Killers. Um, his, uh, and he uses a hypnotic guitar to take control of his enemies. So it just seems like the most, like, 76 like the most 60s and 70s comic book supervillain like that era i don't remember if that's the golden age or what but bombadil uh, uh but uh, the other bit about it though is that donald glover is starring in it bergeron i'll give it up <laughs> i'm moving up to a bergeron just for donald glover's sake that's kind of what I'm going with because I think I mean Donald Glover is a very good actor and I mean he's in a movie where he's gonna sing and he can sing so good for him. Bergeron, um, Jimmy. Um, normally I wouldn't have talked more about Twister two after the announcement <laughs> that we talked about, but what was very interesting about it was they got the director attached and it's Lee Isaac Chung who directed Minari <laughs> doing oh, <wow>. Twister two. <laughs> <laughs> incredible uh well minari was my favorite movie from 2021 so right yeah, it 2020 was yeah what year did that i feel like it was 2020 i feel like the movie came out a while ago i think i saw it in 2021 but it came out in 2020 yeah it came out in 2020 okay yeah great great movie yeah so I loved excited it. for twister 2 that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> gotta yeah. watch the first one <laughs> I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, I mean, I think that only makes it more interesting. So good for that. Um, Jimmy, this uh, Death Strand, there's a Death Stranding movie being made, apparently. Um, Hideo Kojima. The guy walking. Yeah, just walking around the country with a big, big old backpack. And peeing. Um, Hideo Kojima, who is the who made the video game, he is acting as producer, uh, and he said uh, about the announcement, that he wants to redefine what a video game adaptation could be when you have creative, creative and artistic freedom. Um, a guy walking. Yeah, a guy just walking. Packages. <laughs> I am. I. You know what? I. I will say I'm mildly interested just because I know that. 
Kojima, like, as a person, has always just been, like, super into movies, which is why all of his video games have, like, 20 hours of cutscenes. So, like, I mean, he's he's getting <laughs> his chance to... a 20-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is getting his opportunity to work with a movie. Uh, granted, just in a producer role, but I don't know. I mean, it might be, be a more... if pa- it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. That would be. And they're... I mean, they are friends, so... That, well, he's in Death Stranding. Yeah. Do you um, think they'll get Norman Reedus? That's... I feel like you would... Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't get him. Um, I don't know. It might make it more palatable, honestly, to most of the rest of us. Cause oh, yeah. I would much a, rather watch the movie than play yeah. man walking through <laughs> the wilderness and dropping packages. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll probably give it a Bergeron overall, but it sounds at least interesting. Bergeron. Yeah. Uh, and then my final piece of news uh, this week, Jimmy, is uh, we got casting news for the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, boy. Uh, we got Matthew Lillard, the sh- Shaggy so from, the, <laughs> from the Scooby-Doo James Gunn movies, and uh, Josh Hutcherson, who was Pete uh, in um, oh, yeah, Hunger yeah. Games. Uh, apparently, Matthew Lillard is playing the main antagonist. Um, there's a deep lore to Five Nights at Freddy's, so I'm not going to get into it. I do know some of it because I was kind of into Five Nights at Freddy's. I'll be, I'll, I'm embarrassed to admit, when those games first came out, I was kind of into them but yeah um what do you what do you think of this jimmy i very know very little yeah um i some middle schoolers are into it yeah it's crazy it has remained popular with the with the kids it seems the young kids at least so so bergeron for me yep i'll give it a bergeron as well uh, and that is it for news. I don't know if there was any gaming news. I don't think so. This yeah. hot off the game awards. Yeah, all of that was last week. So makes sense. All right, sweet. Then let's talk about our non-spoiler review impressions of Avatar, the sequel, The Way of Water. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. So, Avatar: The Way of Water, a the sequel to the 2009 film we reviewed last week. Uh, Thirteen years in the making. Like I said earlier, originally supposed to come out in 2014, but it's just been delayed several times because of uh, James Cameron wanting to wait for the, the technology to be invented <laughs> for his movie. <laughs> um, he, of course, rewriting. He's very meticulous in his writing and like making sure everything is perfect for his movies. Um, and yeah, it's and and then of course thrown in there. It was originally only two sequels, and then they tacked on two more by by the time it eventually came out. So, I had to expand the story, I'm sure as well. Um, yeah, uh, crazy. Um, I don't know. Should we give a synopsis for this yep. movie? I got we, it, Holden. All right, I got it. It says Jake Sully, our guy, Jake Sully, and Nateri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together. However, they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora. When an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must find a difficult war. Must fight, excuse me, a difficult war against the humans. Yeah. Alrighty. Um Yeah. Um so I guess overall thoughts. Um 
I feel like very similar about this movie that I do the first one. <laughs> I think I might like this one a little less personally. Um, I, I think that's kind of been me just sitting with it uh, for a bit. I actually, I ended up like writing down some like key things or key thoughts I had about it the next day, just, just so I wouldn't forget. But um yeah, I don't know. It's it's longer. It's I it very well made from a technical standpoint and everything, but there there's some things that stick out to me about it, I think. What do you think? I think overall there's a lot of things better about this movie from a technical standpoint. First off, mm-hmm. the visuals are absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, I thought <laughs> we got to the point where we did desensitize to this stuff. But my goodness, holy crap, this movie <laughs> looks incredible. It uh, is just it yeah, I mean the CG is completely seamless. I don't think I don't think there was really any shot that stood out to me as unreal in this one. I don't know if if you feel that way. I can't really think of some anything. No, I, I was so deeply immersed mm-hmm. in it. Look, I'm not a big fan of 3D. I would have rather have not seen it in 3D. Um I don't love high frame rates, although seeing this in 3D, I think the high frame rate was absolutely necessary because there was just so much happening on screen. Okay, I so about the frame rate thing, I did not understand it constantly switching. Yeah, did it did switch right? I'm not yeah, insane. No, it, it was switching like all the time and it, it was like at random points. It didn't feel like it was like maybe you had the high frame rates when there was an action scene or something. And then the rest of it was maybe normal 24 frames per second or whatever. It felt like it was just randomly in between shots. Like it would be a sh- simple shot, reverse shot conversation like between Jake and Atiri or something. And then Jake would be in 60 frames and Atiri would be, or uh, I guess it 48, was 48. Yeah. 48 frames. Um, it would be in 48 frames and Natiri would be in 24. It didn't feel like it, like there, there was any thought with that. And I don't know, like, I was almost wondering if some of that was our projector. I do know that it, like some of the movie was split up. Some was in 24, some was in 48, but it felt so random to me. I don't know. That would seems weird that they would do it. I don't know. Some shots are like, wow, that is buttery smooth. It felt like a video game cutscene. Yeah, <laughs> like it felt like I was watching a God of War cutscene. That's exactly the thought I had. Um, regardless, it it was amazing. Technically, I would like to see it not in 3D sometime. <laughs> um, so I think that was really good. I mean, the first one obviously has that too and holds up very well. There are a couple things you're like, okay, this is CGI clearly, and this person is CGI. Um, the human to navi interaction is a way more believable in this than mm-hmm. in the the first movie that's just the technology is better i mean the water looks unbelievable it's so good <laughs> <laughs> i cannot believe how they did this i i mean you can just tell how much james cameron loves the ocean in this i mean there's so much time especially in the middle of this movie that is like just them swimming slowly through the ocean and everything and just taking in the nav the the pandora wildlife and how their oceans work and it it is just completely gorgeous and it's such a fun i mean it's a nice different setting from the first movie 
here's the things I think that are better about this movie. I think the performances are far better in this movie and far more believable. Nobody is a cartoon character. I would say even Sam Worthington is notably better in this movie. Um, yeah. I, I would say Sigourney Weaver is notably better in this movie than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't have the campy performances as the first one. Is yeah. what I would say. Yeah, uh, should we should we talk about the main antagonist in non-spoilers? No, I, we can save it for later, I think. Okay, okay. I agree, though. Uh, Sam Worthington was better. I still, I I think I just don't like Jake Sully that much as a character. I like I, I still don't think he's, like, that interesting. And I, I feel like he's some, better in this movie, though. He is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But um, I'm still, he's still not, like, a, like a great protagonist in my he's opinion. very bland yeah um but yeah i mean sam it, i'm guessing sam worthington has had a lot of time i mean he's had 13 years or whenever i guess they filmed this in like 2017 or something so he had quite a long time to work on it um so good on him um natiri is not in this movie very much no gets the back um, seat and i think that's a mistake um because i think I mean, not only do I, I mean, she was like the best performance and character from the first movie. Um, so ha- having her not here is kind of disappointing. But I think it makes some of the emotional things that happen in the last third of the movie less impactful because she's just like, she hasn't been present. Like, she's in the backseat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of the relationship stuff that happens between her and Jake or her and her kids or whatever, it, it feels it feels kind of unearned. Um, the main but. characters of this movie are the kids, really. Yeah, they and, are. Just as much as Jake Sillian, more so than Natiri and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would say the performances are better. Uh, another thing that I think is just better about this movie is that they don't. <laughs> They don't go back to the people parts that are boring. Like, yeah, <laughs> if there are any people parts in this one, they're more interesting and less cheesy and dumb. Um, and, and pretty much every people part has like Navi in it. too. Yes. So like there's always at least something like visual to marvel at, like them being able to realistically interact with the CG blue creature and everything. Um, but yeah yeah no the the human parts are less boring (laughs) i think i even like the music better in this one even though it's a different composer since james horner passed away i just i mean a lot of i don't remember the name a lot of the music is taken from the first one but i think the music that supplements it is better or i don't know it just i i just thought it worked for me more in this one than it did the first one See, I to me the music in this didn't really stand out. I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, I and I kind of almost have the opposite opinion because I didn't really notice the mu- most of the music. But whenever they would use tracks from the first movie, it was like distracting to me. Okay, kind kind of took me out of the movie a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot of cool cultural stuff, just like the first one. And I think they lean even harder into it. Or I don't know. It seems like they spend a lot of time with that. And I'm perfectly okay with that as an okay. audience member. Uh, it looks like the composer, Simon Franklin, who he did work on Avatar with James Horner. But um, 
he also he was the producer of my heart will go on from titanic <laughs> mm. so iconic been working with james cameron for a while i guess uh, but yeah, what you were saying about the culture stuff, um, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Uh, there's uh, the, clearly the like so much of the like writing time is spent just fleshing out the society. Um, James Cameron probably just has this huge book, uh, f- uh, or several books worth of Navi culture and everything, and like probably fleshed out a language and everything. And um, yeah, meeting this water tribe and seeing how they do everything and how it's different from the other one. It's very, it is reminiscent of the first movie um, in like the middle chunk, but I worked in the first movie and it works here. So yeah, I think that's the best part of the first movie Mm -hmm. aside from the climactic sequence. And I think it's the best part of this movie. Um, I do like the climax of the first one more than this one, but that's not to say this one is bad by any stretch because it is still very good. Yeah, it's uh, I I want to rewatch this um, mostly because I want to I kind of want to just watch that last last third. I mean, it is like the last hour of the movie. <laughs> it is so it it's just so lengthy, but it never it doesn't really feel drawn out. It's constantly exciting with lots of different things happening. Um, I really only have one big. I have two gripes with this movie. And sure, what the other? first one is, is it's just good versus evil again. The humans yeah. are just evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just are. Like, they're just bad for the sake of being bad. True, true. I mean, they there is, like, a MacGuffin, kind of like the first one, or, like, the un, this movie's Unobtainium. And it's, like, I guess slightly, uh, instead of just making them rich, it, it has some other ulterior motive. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, it's really not fleshed out at all. And the humans That's... are just cruel for no reason. Well, OK, so that kind of ties into my main gripe with this movie in that this movie has so many little tiny like loose ends throughout it. Um, little tiny like either minor characters that are introduced and don't do anything or just little minor plot points that are introduced and don't do anything. And don't get me wrong. I know that there are three more movies after this but i also got no notes for avatar 4 alden zero (laughs) notes but uh i also the end of this movie doesn't end on like a like a like a real cliffhanger that like is really drawing like making me want to see for sure what's happening next like there like there are some things but it's just kind of like okay they they solved that conflict and they're fine for now or whatever so to me it 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 doesn't have enough like, i feel like it's too in between being like a cliffhanger franchise movie and being its own nice standalone movie and i feel like it just it needs to go either way and i would probably prefer it be a nice standalone movie in case this movie flops but i think i would also just prefer it having some sort of big cliffhanger or something make me feel like there's more to uncover than what we have yeah i, I have know. no idea where the next movie's going mm-hmm. um which doesn't is not a bad thing but if it's going to be a franchise it, you would want a little bit more momentum or or draw yeah or intrigue and i feel like <clears throat> the i feel like the things they introduce that don't go anywhere just distract from the other things and kind of make the whole movie worse because there's so much going on in this movie and there's certain things that I feel like they could spend more time on with characters or interactions or whatever, but then they have to include like 
<laughs> this general who's on screen for five minutes played by Edie Falco or like um, the weird scientist on the boat who doesn't do much or that or the new unobtainium, which is literally just in that one scene. I think I do not think it's ever mentioned again. <laughs> um, like it's like we don't uh, either you know, include it more, give some sort of more momentum for this movie uh, going into the next one. It's just, it's very strange. I don't know. It's, I don't think I've ever really seen a movie in this position quite before. Yeah. I mean, so that was one of my gripes is just, it's an oversimplification of the Navi are good. The humans are bad, Mm -hmm. which is my biggest gripe with the first one too. Like it's just not much ambiguity there. Um, Number two, gosh, what was I going to say now? I'm blanking out. Oh, uh, there's a human character called Spider. I think he's his character is not great. I think he's like, what? Like, he is in the movie quite a bit. And I'm like, what is this character about? Like, I get they're like supposed to be like conflicted, but I did not relate to them at all. Okay. They were, so, and they kind of look silly. Yeah, I so Spider. So I've heard that complaint like a few other times that like his his motivations are in are unclear. His char- general character is unclear. I th- uh, no, I get like he's conflicted. I that's not my big problem. I just think it's silly more than anything. I'm like this okay. is like it's just is like everything else about the movie. You know, there are a couple threads like you mentioned. I didn't think they were that distracting or that mm-hmm. big of a deal to me. He's the one that's just like this. Just is kind of silly and it doesn't it my thing was it didn't really add anything for me it's like you're supposed Mm -hmm. to feel this conflict in this character i'm like i just don't really care yeah it's um it's weird because he without spoilers he he turns out to be the son of a character i mean it's revealed early in the movie but i still won't spoil he's he's the son of a major character from the previous movie and that it felt like so it, it was it felt like really tacked on and like odd that just that uh scene being... where they reveal that too is very awkward and clunky mm-hmm. and it felt very bad like it was like it felt like the room <laughs> like, i honestly, honestly it was i honestly bad. for the for the first 10 or 15 minutes of this movie i was worried i was not gonna like it because it it spent so much time giving exposition for things that happened and they, oh my gosh they just they they skip over like so many weird things that happen in this like that just happen in between the movies like uh like Sigourney Weaver's character is just born from Sigourney Weaver's dead body when we don't really get an explanation for that and I you know I'm they mentioned a couple times uh, wondering who her father is and everything so I'm sure we'll get that in the next movies there but, is no father she was birthed by midichlorians yeah <laughs> She was born or birthed by Awa or whatever. Probably. Um, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's that is my guess based on her character. But um yeah, I don't know. It's it there was just so many things that it felt like, okay, like Jake is talking in the beginning of this movie, like, okay, Jake, slow down. What do you mean by that? Like what what is happening here? Like you just you just kinda jumped over that. Just kinda <laughs> pretended like that was normal. Um But I guess that was kind of roundabout me getting to my thoughts on spider i i didn't mind spider that much i i feel like i'm just very like whatever on him i don't really care about him but i also 
I, do you agree I, that he didn't really add that much? Like, if you just took no. him out, you wouldn't really. It wouldn't be that different of a movie. I yeah, I can agree with that. I think he's there to like humanize another character mm-hmm. that I also just didn't believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when no, that I, played yeah. out, like I'm like I didn't buy that. And yeah. I also don't care about this character who apparently feels conflicted, but they're just kind of there mm-hmm. to be like, hey, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm I mean, we got three more movies, so, maybe you know, it's potentially Spider could turn himself around and I'm sure that conflict is going to play pretty heavily into the next few movies. But here's my other issue. Uh, they call him Spider, but they also call him Monkey Boy. So just pick one. And yeah, decide, pick one. Please. Maybe he's maybe his full name is Spider Monkey. Spider Monkey Boy. Also, yeah. there aren't spiders or monkeys on Pandora. So, well, that would have had to have been a name Jake came up with then. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Do they just call him that because he can climb really well? I, I don't. I, I don't even remember if they gave an explanation for that. Because <laughs> he looks like a monkey. Because he's a person. But yeah, they've never seen a monkey. That's yeah, I don't know. You know. That would have had to, yeah, it would have had to have been a, an observation by Jake or one of the other scientists, I guess. Yeah, I agree. The beginning very exposition, exposition heavy. I mean, the first one is too. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense for the first one more so. Or I, I think I can forgive it a bit more in the first one because it's you know the first movie in the series and whatever. But I don't know. The it's, the first act is definitely the weakest act. It mm-hmm. a lot of it just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like yeah. the decisions they make, I'm like, why, why? <laughs> um, I still am like, why do they care? Why do the humans care so much about Jake Sully? Like I know the reason they give, but I'm like, but why? Like he's the whatever Maktu whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple decisions i'm like i just don't really get it yeah but a lot of this movie is really cool and it's entertaining and it's just visually stunning so it is yeah a lot can be forgiven um i think i'll also say um even though i did love the second act for the most part um i think it went on a little too long um it, i think them kind of learning the water tribe stuff it i i feel like that's where the extra half hour was added into this movie <laughs> like it felt i feel like it was just maybe a little too long uh maybe trim I out like i thought 10 the climax so. was, i thought the climax was a little long that's where i really felt the length okay um but if you trim 10 minutes off either side you still have two hours and 50 minutes to yeah work with. <laughs> it's a very so. long movie <laughs> but it's not unbearable certainly very yeah, doable. no. Especially got a got a popcorn and a nice big coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a nice time. I am surprised I did not have to pee that entire movie. I, I didn't a, either. Yeah, <laughs> I drank a whole large soda that whole time, and yeah, I was fine. And I wasn't like rushing to the bathroom afterwards either. No. Yeah, I think I waited till I got home. Yeah, so. I did too. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I think we should probably just dive into spoilers here pretty soon, Holden, since we've already gone on for 20 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Well, are you going to give a rating or anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I should. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll give this movie... I gave the first one a seven and a half. I think I'll give this one a seven. I think I just like this one slightly less overall, maybe. But, um, 
it's still still very good. I think you if you like the it. first one, yeah, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Unless you like hate the first movie, you should just go see this movie. There's plenty yeah. in there to just be it's, crowd pleasing. I mean, to to be honest, it's basically the same movie. Like it has some added stuff in there. It's kind of the Force Awakens of of, of Avatar. <laughs> Very similar in terms of some of the stuff that happens and structure and everything. So it's yeah. another Death Star. <laughs> Yeah. I did turn to Holden. I said, somehow the humans have returned. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, there's it a, does kind of play off that way. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of like that with the with like the Sigourney Weaver thing, too. Just like somehow she was born from her body. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Also, great. Sigourney Weaver playing a teenager. She was pretty good. She was. Her uh, voice like, was I, definitely just not a teenager's voice, though. Yeah, it, the voice was kind of distracting, but I think she, like, if she did all the mocap, at least during the non-action scenes, like, I think she did a really good job doing that, so good for her. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's dive into spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, spoilers for Avatar, The Way of Warder. The Way of Warder. Um, okay, so the thing I was wondering if I should talk about but decided not to, even though we mentioned it last week <laughs> that it was pro- that it was happening. Um uh Stephen Lang's character, Colonel Quaritch, comes Quaritch. back. Um comes back as an avatar. And it <laughs> I mean It's I, dumb. It, that it's, is really dumb. It is I'm really sorry. stupid. <laughs> it seems it like I don't know it seems like I was kind of I was looking at James Cameron and what kind of what he said about this movie through the years. I didn't get like super in depth but just some of the general things and it seems like from very early on he wanted Stephen Lang to come back. So I don't know if it was event if it was always going to happen like this or if he just wanted hit like the actor back and just had to write a way around it or something. Why but, did he just not kill off him kill him off in the first movie? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would have been really easy to do. <laughs> just don't shoot him with an arrow <laughs> or something. Or at least don't like mortally wound him. Like you could, you know, you could beat him up, slice him a few times, give him some new scars. But yeah, it it's so bizarre. You can, you can try killing a marine, but we just regroup in hell. <laughs> Whatever the line was, that was such a yeah. That's a good line. Um, I okay. So <laughs> Stephen Lang is still good in this movie, but I think the the character has lost the camp in this. He's and lost the camp, which has made it. I mean, it just has lost the charm of that character, and mm-hmm. it just makes the character dull. Yeah, it doesn't have like I mean the character was never great to begin with, but it lost the one aspect that made it entertaining. Um and like like I said the performance is still good and I Stephen Lang is old. I, I don't know if he is doing all of that mocap or anything, but I mean it, he's doing a good job with that if he is. Um I didn't realize he's the don't breathe grandpa guy. Yeah. Which I yeah, haven't seen is. those, but I haven't either. Um but yeah, he I don't know. It's he's in the movie more. So like theoretically it should give him more room to grow as a character. And they try to with like spider, but it's just not interesting because it feels so tacked on. 
And it feels so unnecessary. I thought that his whole dynamic with Spider was just dumb. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I would have been more interested in like him just clearly not giving a crap about Spider like through most of the movie. Like I feel like I was like, okay, if this is the Quaritch that we had in the 2009 Avatar movie, I feel like he would just not give a crap. <laughs> like he yeah. has a son that was the is with the Avatars. He would he would you know not care because he's with the traitorous team or whatever. Um, or just be evil with him or or just use him completely mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna use you yeah and kind of i feel like it starts that way a tiny bit but very quickly it becomes like he clearly cares about him at least a little bit he's kind of hard on him uh, i mean it's literally the linchpin of the climax where yeah like, he doesn't <laughs> hurt kiri or whatever because he cares about the kid Mm-hmm. Like, I do not buy that for a second. <laughs> no, it, it feels like a very different character. And I mean, I think the argument that the, the James Cameron and everyone else can make is he is a different character technically. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but still like I, I, I'm, oh, I would be open to in the, if he was like 2009 Quaritch in this movie and in future movies, if he grows as a character, I would be more into that. Because, But as of this movie, he's been, what, like a few weeks in that Avatar body? Like, I don't... And he has all the memories of the previous version of him. So I feel like he wouldn't have just completely changed like that. See, here's what would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Is if he's totally gone, like, gung-ho, I'm going to kill the Na'vi. But then they do, like, a Terminator 2 situation where he switches over to the good guys... And they have to team up. Mm-hmm. And he gains a respect the, for the Navi through that. And they have to fight these other humans or something. I think that would have been cool. And a justification for bringing his character back. And even if it's like his memories. And I don't know. Just a thought. I yeah, still would yeah. like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still could happen. I mean, I think I think a lot of the problems with this movie, especially with the characters, could easily be fixed in, in the next ones. I mean... Granted, Avatar 3, I think, is fully filmed and everything, so I don't know, I mean, if any of those fixes will take place in, in this upcoming one, but regardless, uh, I don't know. I, it's, I, the whole movie in general, I didn't really mention it in uh, non-spoilers, but added on to that Stephen Lang bit, the whole movie just lost its sense of camp, um, which I think is kind of good, kind of bad in certain areas, um, I think it allows some of the characters to be more interesting, uh, like Jake Sully and whatnot. But I think it also takes away some of some of the fun charm of that first movie, and it kind of makes this one seem much more serious in a lot of ways, and not always in the best way. I don't know. What do you think about it? I think the move away from camp was a good idea. Um, okay. I don't. I just think it doesn't work to bring Stephen Lang back and do that. I think you need a new antagonist. You mm-hmm. need a more complicated plot where it's not just clearly good guys against bad guys. Which yeah, there is a little bit of like oh outcasts and stuff, but it's like clearly good outcasts. Yeah, it's like misunderstood <laughs> outcasts. Yeah, it uh, I it's funny because I watched Home Alone earlier today, and it reminds me of the old man next door. <laughs> the whale reminds me of the old man next door, and oh yeah, Alone. yeah, just clearly misunderstood. Everyone thinks he was a killer and everything. Yeah, um, 
The whales were really cool. They're they the were. Best part. The whatever they called, I forget the name of something two syllables or three two words. Yeah, and I I really like the uh, idea of them being connected to the water tribe and everything, mm-hmm. and they they have that really cool scene where they all go out and meet the whale, the pod of whales, and um, yeah, it's it's very cool all having that conversation. I mean, clearly it's just a setup for the one to die that has Coo- a baby. Tukun, is that the name of the one? Tukun, Tukun, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I. I loved that. J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> the um the scene where uh, he first he he helps the outcast whale the I can't remember the boy's name but he helps the outcast whale and um they kind of have that moment that was the exclusive scene that played after the re-release so that's a very nice that's a very nice scene I like that a lot. What it's was very- the exclusive scene? It was the one where he he helps the outcast whale get the harpoon out, and then they kind of swim around a bit. And oh, it's that cute. was in yeah. That's a very nice scene. Yeah, it's yeah. the I mean they, the the whales are the my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, they were great. Um, more than the climax and the action and all that. Like I could See, sit I, and watch them befriend the whales all day. That's why the uh, second act didn't get along for me. Sure, sure. I, I I am still that uh, the last act of this movie. I am such a sucker for, and I I think I, as I was watching this, I was thinking something about the Avatar movies just activates that like part of my brain that loves seeing big robots fight weird aliens. <laughs> like it's it's something, it's specific. It's something specific about Avatar. Like I don't know what it is. If I just like the designs of the it's robots, just James and Cameron too. Yeah. He's, he knows how to direct an action scene, and he My does goodness. it. It's just incredible. You never really... its I don't feel like you ever really lose track of anyone too much in it or anything. And you, despite all of these moving parts, uh, it's always very clear what's happening and bombastic and exciting. Um, but gosh darn, I loved those crab robots. I think they look pretty impractical, but I think they're so cool looking. <laughs> gotta gotta mention the lady who's in the mech, who's just drinking the coffee through her mech. Yeah. So silly. <laughs> yeah, the weird, there was uh, weird, like, exosuit mechs in this one, which I thought were, were kind of cool looking. Like, a stripped down version of the ones from the last movie, almost. Um... I feel like there's a lot of parallels with this in Wakanda Forever. You think so? I well, there's a water tribe <laughs> that you get sure. introduced to. There's a big battle in the sea at the end of the movie. Um mm-hmm. I just think this movie is better than Wakanda Forever. I do too. I don't remember what I gave that one, but I'll retroactively give it a, a six and a half. So then I have it as at least as lower than this. I just think this is I don't know. This is just, it's a blockbuster. I mean, it's just like, it just hits differently. Like, it's just a movie that you just need to see in theaters. And you're going to be glad you went. And there's something that you can just enjoy. And it's it's an event movie. It is. And it lives up to the hype and it succeeds. And I just don't get those. Like, it's like, you know, we got this and Top Gun Maverick, which just both felt like movies of a different time that just kind (laughs) of broke through and captured everybody's like love for the blockbuster again so seems we'll see like how this, this movie does yeah it seems like first weekend this movie is at least on track to reach what it needs to we'll see if it has a staying power it's it already like made people, like 400 
35 million or something yeah (laughs) which is like below expectations or something yeah it's um i mean we'll say it seems like people love this so i think it'll it might have staying power in the theaters people going back to seeing it again and stuff um but oh i do i did want to mention uh sigourney weaver's character i think that's um the most interesting open thread for me because i feel like it was still like seizure stuff just well just her and her connection with like the planet um because it's like it is developed somewhat we get some like a good amount of time spent with it but we also don't get like the answers in this movie so that's that's probably like the most intriguing part for me at this point maybe her dad's palpatine yeah maybe papa dragon (laughs) (laughs) they need to get uh charles dance in one of these yeah he would be fantastic in one of these I know the the next one is uh, uh, David Thewlis is supposed to be in it. I hope he's a villain. What's uh, he in? Professor Lupin. Oh. Nice. Very nice. So that's exciting. Uh, he's great. But, um, yeah. So, I yeah, like I said, I like the Sigourney Weaver stuff. Um, her character was probably one of my favorite characters in the movie. Um, even the, the kind of main kid that we follow... Um, I, I enjoyed him. He at first I wasn't super sold on him, but I he won me over by the end of the movie. Hey bro, bro, yeah, <laughs> hey bro. And just the amount of time we spent with him and him befriending the whale and all of that, and it was it's very good. We got a good sense for him and trying to live up to his dad's legacy and everything. The um, youngest daughter was very adorable. Yes, she was cute. <laughs> she was. <laughs> um, she didn't really do much, but yeah, no. I think. Uh, honestly i me being kind of a downer or whatever but the the whole older brother dying didn't really work for me because he's like he like wasn't in the movie at all like hardly at all didn't really know anything about him and i don't know i don't know it just didn't like hit me at all i don't know how you felt about it yeah i mean I didn't really. I I was like, if they killed this whale, this, uh, yeah, two toucan, two, whatever it is. Tukun, I might have cried at that. I would have been like, kill them all, <laughs> kill all the humans, <laughs> revenge, get it, destroy them. Um, that yeah. um, I think the I think um the scene where that whale dies um and gets killed, um just clearly the scene where the tree gets burnt in the first movie yeah <laughs> it even uses the same that was the that's the main part where i'm like the music from the first movie was like overly distracting because it was like the exact same score from that and everything it's it serves like the same purpose in the story and yeah i and that's that's where kind of i think this movie is just very similar to the first one it still was sad because like by that point we did have the whales and we'd grown to like them and thought they were really cool and that one specifically had a kid and but yeah i don't know that's where i'm like i want to see the next movie break the formula yeah i don't i don't want this to like set i don't want this to be the standard for like how these movies are set up like i don't want them to go to the desert <laughs> in the next <laughs> one or the fireplace and we not, need all the, the avatar fireplace. the last airbender elements yeah, not the fireplaces and where santa goes but like a place <laughs> where they learn fire the way of fire i think the I way saw, of air 
I saw that the working title for the next one, it's not the official subtitle or anything, but it was Avatar the Seed Bearer. Okay. So I don't know. Don't know what that means. We'll see. Um, uh, I think some of this just doesn't make sense. Why did they just leave the forest people? <laughs> yeah. Like, Strip- oh, we don't want them to hunt them. And then the humans, maybe I forget a part of the movie, but the humans don't check in with them, do they? Checking with the forest people? Yeah. No, the forest people are like never mentioned again. <laughs> no, they're like, we got to leave so they don't come after you. But then the humans never go, hey, is, is Jake Sully here? No, it's... I'm trying to but remember. But they do that with the other... I mean, they have like a tracker or something somehow. I don't know. I, I don't mean, remember. somehow somehow they find out he's not with the forest tribe anymore. I don't know. I don't remember how they figured that out. They do. Yeah, and because they're like, he's somewhere in this island group. And they're like, well, that's a lot of islands. He's like, well, we're going to search every gosh darn one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's literally running away from you. He's not a threat. Yeah, he doesn't. And they're like, <laughs> apparently they're there to make sure that all the humans can live there. Yeah, that's another the thing. Idea. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't another... really. I never felt that. And yeah, it's yeah, like if that's yeah, your no, priority, no, yeah. why do you care so much about Jake Sully, who you've literally made irrelevant? Like he's he has no like. They're like, oh, we respect you because you're the Turukmaktu or whatever the name is. But I mean, they. The chief respects him, but a lot of the other people just don't. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and they're not like the only reason they're like trying to get weapons and stuff is because you're attacking them. Mm-hmm. So if you just leave them alone, also, how big is Pandora? They can't coexist or create some sort of treaty. Like they didn't even like create a treaty and then break it or something. Yeah, just like well, it's we better so- get Jake Sully <laughs> and just Jake Sully. Gosh darn it. Like that's never it's involving trying to go after Jake Sully has never gone well. So I don't know like what they why they think it would be any different. Um But yeah, it's yeah, it's And weird. then also They're, yeah, then they just introduce the Amberium or whatever the They're both here to terraform and live here, but also harvest this Amberium when they don't care. Called. It doesn't seem like they care about unobtainium anymore. Yeah, I'm like, why don't they care about that anymore? Yeah, it's they they say in the first movie that it's like the most useful and precious metal in the universe or something. So why don't they care about that? I don't so know. strange. <laughs> um. Anyway, and okay, I'm like I I mentioned last week that I was like maybe that's like an unobtainium cure cures cancer or something. I feel like they tried to make a half-hearted step in that direction with like mm-hmm. oh it stops your aging, but it's it's not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. We don't have any personal stakes in it. We don't even see like an example of that. Like, see, <laughs> it's even in, like you can even do like a pretty simple hero versus villain story, but at least have the villain like, oh, their kid is dying, and they want this cure that you can. The only way you can get the cure is by killing these two two coon whales. Mm-hmm. Like, and at least there's some sort of like, okay, this is a person. Rather, it's like, oh, you tell us where Jake Sully is. Oh, you guys don't know. We're gonna burn down your entire village for no reason. There's no good human character in this at all. Like anyone. No. Um, even like, yeah, I, I don't think there is a single one. Shout um, out to when the, the Tukun, the, the uh, 
outcast just tears that guy's guy's arm off (laughs) (laughs) that got such a surprised laughter from the audience it was it was great um yeah uh this i mean this movie is surprisingly violent i think um it's it's not like super bloody or gory aside from that arm dismemberment honestly but i mean you have people like constantly just getting stabbed in camera and like necks getting broken and stuff and it's i'm like oh pg-13 good job pushing it yeah you know natiri doesn't do a lot but boy can she shoot a helicopter driver (laughs) through the windshield (laughs) (laughs) she 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 kicks some butt in this climax she's great at that point i just wish she was in the rest of the movie yeah um i also i guess I, I mentioned in non-spoilers that her like her emotional payoff at the end didn't really work for me, and I feel like it start the the movie like suddenly shifts to like have a large focus on her when she's like threatening to kill Spider, and then she like has this whole like vendetta thing about the about her son getting killed and everything, but. As much as I love to just assume like like a maternal relationship and everything i just never got i don't think we ever really see natiri interact with that son at all like yeah it, it just that didn't work there was no setup for that payoff or anything so i just i think they really did a disservice to her as a character and then they they added this stuff in at the end which was cool on paper but didn't really work for me yeah and Quaritch is still alive. <laughs> yeah, just still alive. <laughs> Even though he'd been drowning for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So I guess he's just going to be in the next one again. But again, get into the good guys. That's what I want to see. I, yeah, I don't, it's weird. I don't know if they'll try. I, I'm sure they will try to redeem him. But it's all, and I know he I'm is. I'm not sure that techni- will happen. That's just my wish list. Yeah, I I feel like that's the direction it'll try to go, but it's just so weird after like how like ruthless he was in the first and this movie that they would try to redeem him. So I don't know if they will, but I also don't know what else they could possibly do with him. Well, they don't need to redeem him. They just need to get his interests aligned with the Navi. That's true. And that would be more interesting, I guess, than a full redemption. Like still have him be morally gray probably want to betray them still but yeah i don't know make him three-dimensional since you don't like since you didn't like him being a two-dimensional cartoon flush him out as a three-dimensional character i guess that's where i'm at and i feel like they were 2.5 here and it just didn't work yeah exactly so yeah that's where i'm at holden (laughs) you have anything else to say about this movie um I don't know. Uh, Jermaine Clement was in it for like a couple minutes. He was like the scientist on the boat. And it was really weird because the the guy who got his arm cut off is like Australian. But they didn't let Jermaine. Jermaine Clement is from New Zealand. They didn't let him keep his New Zealand accent. And I think that would have been really funny in this movie. Just a little little New Zealand accent. A little New Zealand accent here yeah. in Avatar. Yeah, he was one of the, the two guys. Canes? He made what we do in the shadows with Taika Waititi, so. Oh, is he I, the uh, 
dad? No. Who is he? The what? What's his? I think I know which what. What's his name? Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. Looking him up. Oh no, I don't recognize him. Okay, yeah, he's great. He's like he's hilarious and whatever. He's uh, Flight of the Concords and a bunch of different things. He's great, but just a nothing character in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love the ending. It's my favorite part of the movie. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it, Jimmy. That's it. We will never discuss it ever again. Until the next one comes out. Which is apparently 2024? Yeah. And I mean, considering it's already filmed, I assume... I mean, I assume they don't need to wait for new technology to be invented for it. So I think as long as the special effects get done on time, like, it could be that year. Yeah. I mean, look, I care more about Avatar now than I did two weeks ago. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. I like it. Sweet. Holden, then I'm going to ask you this question. And the question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, uh, this week, I, like I mentioned earlier, earlier today, I watched Home Alone. Um, which I have kind of started making a yearly tradition of at least watching either either that one or the second one. I never really watched it as a kid. Um, I honestly don't think I'd seen the full movie until I was in college um, somehow, but it is just, it's fantastic. It's weird to me that Joe Pesci was in that and Goodfellas in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's probably like the biggest like yin and yang of someone's career but um yeah no he's he's great in that it's just a very cute movie i teared up at the end i (laughs) did too the last time i watched that whole movie i cried at the end i think it's the john williams score it is the john williams score is fantastic for it i honestly so i was tearing up when he reunites with his mom but when the old man is reuniting with his family that that is what broke me (laughs) i was like oh my god (laughs) it's great classic yeah Home but, Alone, uh, it's part of the, you know, the holy trinity of, of Christmas movies for me. One of the other two. Uh, the <laughs> Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Okay. <laughs> which is just hilarious. Ron Howard's best movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Die Hard, of course. Okay, yeah. I, I can get on board with Die Hard for sure. I'll probably watch Die Hard here in the next week at some point. And but... I combine Home Alone 1 and 2 because I love them equally. I've still only seen two once, so I might watch it again. I might watch both this year. Who knows? Um, anyway, I also watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers last night. How was that? Uh, it was it was fine. <laughs> is that the I, one I, Sonic is in? Yeah, Sonic is in it. There there are a couple really funny jokes in it. Like I was in there. I wish more of it worked for me, but I just think like. I'm desensitized to reference humor a lot of the time. And this movie relies on it a lot. But I am impressed with what they got to do with this. Like, they just, they did everything. I don't know how much they actually went to other studios to ask about. But it is pretty crazy, everything that they fit in here. Um, 
I it's kind of forgettable from like a story perspective and everything. The different animation styles they use are really fun. J.K. Simmons voices a like uh, claymation like it like a Gumby type character. He's uh, <laughs> he's a uh, detective. I think he's like the chief of police or whatever. Um, and he's great. He's so his his vocal performance is funny. And I don't think it's actually stop motion, but if it's CG, they did a really good job of replicating it. Um. But yeah, it's I, it's an enjoyable time. Uh, I just kind of watched it because I was looking for a movie to watch. But um, yeah, if it, if it sounded interesting, I think it's better than the first trailer may have and like made it look. Because I remember being pretty pessimistic about it. Um, but yeah, watch it if it sounds interesting to you. I also watched uh, the Courage the Cowardly Dog Scooby Doo crossover movie <laughs> this week. How was that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, I was impressed how... Uh, did you ever watch Courage the Cowardly Dog? I, I saw parts of the episodes. I t- wasn't supposed to watch it because he said, shut up, you stupid dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did. I snuck in some episodes, Holden. It was never like one of my favorite cartoons, but it was something that whenever it was on, I always thoroughly enjoyed it. So it was kind of nice. I was I was impressed by how just into that movie, that show's like style and tone they went. And I think just having the Scooby-Doo characters in there was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was. that was a solid, fun time. If that's something that ever, if it sounds interesting to you, I, I, I once again recommend it. Um, I feel like there is another movie I watched this week. Oh, um, other Christmas movie I watched this week was Arthur Christmas. Have you seen that Arthur Christmas? Nope. Okay. Uh, from 2011, it's... I don't remember what studio technically... Oh, I think it's Sony Animation, but Ardman technically made it, so the Wallace and Gromit guys, but it is a CG animation <coughs> movie. And it is probably... I, I Probably the biggest surprise I've seen in a while. It was so good. It's like, basically, it spends a lot of time focusing on how, Chris, or on how Santa can get to every house throughout the year it's pretty funny the animation is pretty solid good uh, performances and everything but it's just so unique in in its pres- presentation of a santa story because it's not like the uh, you just have to believe in christmas or just believe in santa kind of thing it's just it focuses more on like a like the dynamic of a, the family of santas i actually read like a, a funny review that just said this is christmas succession like kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny um but uh it's a thoroughly unique movie i highly recommend it i really liked it it might be a new christmas classic for me um and you can find that on hbo max or hulu both i think um but yeah, then TV, just I finished Batman the Animated Series and then I started Superman the Animated Series from the same time, um, which is also, I forgot how good it is. I mean, it's still the same. Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, I think, both made it. So very solid and probably my favorite also representation of Superman. Um, just a solid little show. So I'll probably keep watching that. And uh, video games, I finished that Castlevania game I was talking about last week, and I haven't started anything yet. Uh, Since Christmas is a week away, I might play a little short game like uh, Little Nightmares or something, which was a PS Plus game a few months ago. 
I heard is a pretty good little short indie game, so might try that out or something. Not The but Witcher Three Wild Hunt re- I, uh, next gen. Yeah, not certain that quite yet. I feel like I might be able to squeeze it in, but uh, yeah, don't know about that. <laughs> but anyway, Jimmy, what have you been doing this week? Holden, we had two snow days on Thursday and Friday. Oh my god! So I had myself a date with Kratos. Ooh, Jimmy! And I played a lot of God of War. I'm How not done, but I, I'm like, they're like, yeah, sure, you don't want to upgrade any stuff or go on any last adventures, so I must be getting really close to the end <laughs> here. Um, yes, uh, yeah, there was stuff that happens, and I'm like, well, I did not expect that to happen, and very interesting stuff. I'm excited to, we're, we'll definitely be able to review it before the end of the year. Um, Ooh. I would like to get the platinum before we review it. Um, yeah, I think you should. That way we can both give our opinion on the side stuff and everything. Yeah, but um, I'm doing a lot of the side stuff before the end now. So I'm trying to get a lot of the, um, you know, like I did all the Muspelheim challenges and all that. and Cool. Pretty much fully upgraded my armor and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I think it starts, I mean, it starts out with a bang, but like, after that first couple hours, I think it it kind of meanders a little bit, but then I think it it really hits its stride once it starts opening it up for you and allowing you those big exploration places. Because mm-hmm. um, I just forgot how much I like that, and then I think also that just the narrative stuff beyond that point gets more interesting too. Yeah. Um. So I'm really interested to see how it all comes together here at the end. Uh. But yeah. I uh, very 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 good um especially like once you get the feel for your combat and you just figure out your system and you're like a level eight or nine everything it's just you got your you got your system down see I'm interested I feel like you were gonna breeze through the final level because I think I I went into the final boss with level six or seven armor or something and I feel like that was like a perfect just it wasn't like super hard or super easy but you might just have the easiest time that is fine with me i don't (laughs) like dying a million times in video games i I don't hate it i don't hate it but like i just don't i don't need it i think i only died once i just kind of liked that i felt like i could die more like i it felt like i was i was more hectic yeah i'm just not a big like boss battle person Dude, that's my favorite part of video games, boss battles. Hmm. Always has been. I see. It's always like, oh, here's a new, here's a mechanic, and oh, just the, now you just gotta dodge this thing and then do this and throw, hit this one point or throw this one thing at this one thing, and that's just not my. I love set piece action moments, and I think, uh, I don't know. I I did. With that said, I really like the final boss battle of the first God of War. Um, mm-hmm. from 28 the first reboot one but i mean i did play the old ones i don't remember if they have a difficult they think they do have difficulty i think i played it on normal maybe i don't know mm-hmm. but there were some that's like you die and you die and you die I'm like, <laughs> i don't i don't like this i don't play games to be challenged i like i play them for the story okay i'm one Ooh. difficulty level lower than you all right. I could probably go up, but then it just like for me though just I have to hit the enemies once more before they die. And I'd rather just not have to do that. 
Fair enough. Feel cool. Uh, but very, very impressed. Watch the rest of the World Cup. Maybe the best World Cup final of all time happened this morning, Holden. So too bad you're not a soccer fan to to appreciate that. But for everybody who was, you, you know if you you know if you know. Um, I think that is uh, pretty much it. Emily and I watched like one Game of Thrones episode. We're in season seven right now, which I'm still like thoroughly just enjoying. Okay. <laughs> I, I just like, uh, I just enjoy it for what it is at this point. Um, so, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I believe that's, oh, I've been watching a little bit more Mind Hunter. Oh, nice. What do you think of it? It's good. Nice. Yeah, I think it's very solid. Otherwise, I think that's it, Holden. So I'm going to throw it over to you. What do we got going on next week? So next week, uh, we have Babylon. Um, oh, gosh. Chazelle movie. <laughs> Probably see it Thursday. Well, Thursday night's the only day I can see it if I see it with you. Otherwise, well, that works because I don't have school the next day. And I'm just going to get a big thing of popcorn, Holden, and a big drink to try to stay <laughs> awake for that movie that's going to be so long. And I'm just preparing to not like it. And I'm hoping beyond all hope that I do like it. Dude, I am so excited for it. You have no idea. I am <laughs> dreading it. <laughs> um we also have the new knives out movie coming out but i also don't know if there's anything going on the next week so maybe we want to wait on that sounds good so well i don't know we'll see maybe both next week maybe not i'll probably see both before recording next week anyway <laughs> but <laughs> i can wait on talking about knives out if i need to um but yeah, uh, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by uh, leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by uh, emailing us at tompodcast.gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Jimmy, I think that's it. Sweet, Holden. Are you sure you don't want to see I want to dance with somebody? Not particularly. <laughs> I, I wish all the luck in the world to that Whitney Houston biopic, but it does not interest me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Uh, until next time. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs>